The message you're about to listen to is brought to you by the General Overseer of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Pastor E.A. Adeboe. Be blessed as you listen. Let's become a stranger in our midst. 
overhead talk to the Almighty God. Let barrenness in any form whatsoever become a stranger in our midst. In your church, Lord, let there be no more barrenness. Banish barrenness permanently from our midst. Help us, Lord. Glory be to God. Thank you, Daddy. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Changeable changer, our savior, our healer, our deliverer, our provider, our promoter, our defense, our hope of glory. Glory be to your holy name. Thank you for January. Thank you for February. Thank you for March. Thank you for April. Thank you for May. Thank you for June. Glory be to your holy name. Please accept our worship in Jesus' name. Father, we pray that this month will be extremely successful for us. That you will remember us that fruitless efforts will come to an end. That barrenness will come to an end. Please, Lord God Almighty, like never before, this month show us favor. Be merciful to us. Be merciful to our families. Be merciful to your church. And please be merciful to our nation. And today, like you have never done before. One by one, visit us, O oh Lord. Now, as for your children who have been faithful in the payment of their tithes and the giving of their offerings, my Father and my God, bless them. Beyond comprehension, bless them. Don't let them lack. Don't let them know failure. 
Don't let them have financial crisis. Please, Lord God Almighty, bless them so much that they will never borrow again. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Well, let someone shout hallelujah. And then you can shake hands with one or two people and say, good morning, God bless you. And then you may please be seated. Open our Bibles to Psalm 20, from verse 1 to 4. Psalm 20, from verse 1 to 4. It's a prayer for someone in particular today. The Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob defend thee. Send thee help from the sanctuary. And strengthen thee out of Zion. Remember all thy offerings and accept thy bond sacrifice. Grant thee according to thy own heart and fulfill all thy cancer. Well, if you are the one that God is talking to, your amen will be louder than that. possible ways that God can relate to a person. He can decide to forget the fellow. He can decide to ignore the fellow. And he can decide to remember Forget means, as far as that fellow is concerned, the case is closed. The fate is sealed. There's no hope for that fellow. So I'm praying with all the strength I have that God will not forget you. We have examples in the Bible to illustrate this. I'll just take two, one from the Old and one from the New Testament. You know the story of a young man called April was the second born of Joseph. When the father of Joseph, Israel, was old, Joseph brought his two sons, Manasseh, the firstborn, and Ephraim, the secondborn. He brought them to their grandfather for blessing. And he placed the firstborn where the right hand of the grandfather will land. Ephraim, the second born, he placed him where the left hand of the father will land. The father couldn't see very well because of old age. And the Holy Spirit directed the hands of the grandfather, Israel. He crossed his hand and placed the right hand on the head of the second born, the left hand, on the head of the first born. Ah, Joseph said, no, 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 Papa. You are making a mistake. The one here is the first born. 
This one is the second. The father said, I know. I know. Both of them will be great, but uh, the younger will be greater than the elder. Within a short period of time, that younger fellow who got the right hand on his head had prospered ten times more than the elder. According to Deuteronomy 33, verse 17. Deuteronomy 33, verse 17. Prosperity came. Ephraim was wealthy. And so whenever God needed the children of Israel to go to war to defend things of God, Ephraim, let's go to war. Ephraim will say, ah, with whom am I going to leave my wealth? Who will look after my sheep, my goats, my... No, the rest of you can go. Little by little, he began to worship idols. Then, we came to the book of Hosea. Hosea chapter 4. Verse 17, Hosea 4, 17, God said, as far as Ephraim is concerned, forget him. Ephraim has joined himself to idols, leave him alone, forget. Then in Hosea chapter 5, verse 9, Hosea 5, verse 9, God now said, Ephraim shall be desolate. You know the meaning of desolate? There won't be trace that this fellow had been there. As far as Ephraim is concerned, forget him. And it wasn't long before there was nothing left about Ephraim. If you read the book of Revelation, you will find that when God was mentioning the names of the tribes of Israel, Ephraim wasn't there. I pray for you one more time. May God never forget you. In the New Testament, there was another fellow called Judas Iscariot. In Matthew 26, from verse 20 to 25, Matthew 26, 20 to 25, Jesus Christ said to the disciples, publicly, he said, the Son of Man is going as it's written about him. It is written, I'm going, I will be crucified, etc. That's written. He said, but woe to the man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. Ah, and the twelve looked at them and said, ah, that's a serious statement. So everyone began to say, ah, is it me? How can it be? Finally, Judas Iscariot said, is it me? Jesus Christ said, yes, sir. You have said it. Now you expect that when Judas Iscariot had that one, he would quickly repent. I said, uh, uh, no, secret is out. All right. I back out. But he didn't. Instead, he just went ahead. Yeah, just money. Then came John 13. From verse 21 to 30. John 13, 21 to 30. At the Last Supper, Jesus repeated what he said before, a long time ago. One of you will betray me. Who is he? Who is that? One of you. Then he turned to Judas Iscariot and said, 
that which you want to do, do it quickly. Uh, your place is settled. Your fate is sealed. You know the rest of the story. The Bible said he got up and went out. And the next thing we had, he hung himself. His case was sealed. When God forgets somebody, there's no hope at all. Second thing that God could do is to ignore someone. It's as, almost as bad as forget. The only difference is that there is still a slight possibility, slight hope for that fellow. I give you just one example. Samson. You all know the story of Samson. Before he was born, God gave the mother some very serious warnings. This boy is not an ordinary boy. No wine, no messing around, etc., etc. And the mother told him. And then he came and power began to ride him. He was doing whatever he liked and he was getting away with it. Until we got to Judges chapter 16. And you can read it from verse 1 to 21. Judges 16 from verse 1 to 21. Mighty man of God. And yet he was uh, visiting Halos freely. He would do it and then come out and power was still there. Until finally God said, all right, I think I better take my eyes off. And when God ignores somebody, when God becomes neutral towards somebody, <laughs> you don't have to invite darkness to come into a room. All you need to do is take away light. The enemy will finish the rest. I think I've told you before, my father says when the lion wakes up in the morning, he prays only one prayer. God, show me the animal that I will eat today and leave the two of us alone. Don't help me, don't help the animal. If the devil ever prays, his prayer will be, God, this particular fellow, leave him alone to me. Don't help him, don't help me. The next thing we saw, Samson, the mighty man, had become a prisoner. His eyes were dug out, and he was dancing before he does. But... In Judges 16, verse 22 to the end, Judges 16, 22 to the end, the Bible says, the hair of Samson began to grow again. So God just ignored him. He didn't forget him. If you are in that situation where God has already uh, gone to neutral gear concerning you, I pray in the name that's above every other name, you will repent today. But then that brings us to the third one, which is the topic for today. 
divine remembrance. When God remembers, it means he's turning full attention to somebody. Because God really <laughs> knows the end from the beginning. He doesn't, he doesn't forget anything. He knows what's, what's had happened, what will happen, and what is happening. So when we say God remembers, what we are saying is God is turning full attention to that fellow. And I know there is someone for whom today's service have been called. Because at long last, God is about to remember somebody. When he remembers, he turns full attention to you. And I will give you some examples. Genesis chapter 8. You can read it from verse 1 to 22. Genesis 8, 1 to 22. The Bible said God remembered Noah. You know the story. Noah, his family, all manners of animals have been in the ark. And the rain began. And the flood was on. Everything got worse and worse and worse. For 40 days, it rained nonstop. But after 40 days, God remembered Noah. By the end of the story, Noah, his family, all clean animals, etc., etc., they came out of the ark. When God remembers you, your days of hiding are over. You know, you could be walking around and people will see you coming in and coming out and yet they won't see you because you have been hidden. But the day God remembers you, your day of hiding will be over. I'll just give you one little example. You've heard the story before. We were having a program. We were seeing our little church before this one was built. And the Almighty God said, you know the story, that there was a lady in the, in the crowd that it's your mom that is not allowing you to marry. If she won't allow you to marry, she will die within seven days. Excuse <laughs> me. Somebody said amen. Please don't go home and tell your mother that I said. <laughs> because that's what that girl did. She went home and told the mother, Mama, hey, hey daddy has prophesied. As you are the one who is not allowing me to marry. And if you don't let me marry, you are dead. So the following, <laughs> the following day, Mama came. I said, this is, this is what your... You are the kind of prophet prophesying lies to, to girls. She said, what's the problem? She said, what, this is what the daughter said. I said, did I mention anybody's name? Ah. The girl just took the thing, don't mind her, mama. He said, that's why. I said, that's the thing. He said, okay, girl, you come out. So the girl left the office. And mama said, uh, is it really true? That uh, I said, mama, I'm not talking about you. But once God has spoken, <laughs> that's the truth. It's not you, but the woman who will not allow her daughter to marry. Uh, before the end of this week, 
you know the rest of the story, she said, okay, uh, she's the one taking care of me. If she marries now, who will look after me? Ah, she's taking care of you. You want to reward her with being without fruit of her own. Anyway, we settled the matter. Within a month, Somebody who have been with, who have been in the church all this year, they've been in and out together. Suddenly, the eyes of the brother open. Hey, this is a woman I'm going to marry. Where? What happened? Those of you who have been kept in hiding by forces of darkness, your days of hiding are over. Because God will remember you. When you hear of a musician who has been composing and singing and for, for years, and all of a sudden, he will sing just one song. And everybody will begin to say, hey, a star has been born. No, no, no. The star has been there. But something covered it. Everything that has been covering your glory, the Almighty God will remove it today. Then in Genesis chapter 30, Genesis 30, verse 22. The Bible says, and God remembered Rachel. I came to her prayer and opened her womb. Rachel had been buried. She had even reached a stage where she was telling the husband, decide I have a child or I die. Then God remembered Rachel. Before you knew it, baby number one came, and she said, thank you for number one. I'm sure I will get number two. God said, amen. When God remembers the barren, the barren becomes fruitful. Because when God shuts, nobody can open. When he opens, nobody can shut. Every door that has been shut against you will be forced open today. And you know the story of one of our pastors married for 26 years, doing the will of God steadily. Committed to God in every way possible. But Barry, for 26 years, he said, where, where else can I go, Lord? I'm already in you. <laughs> I'm a pastor in the redeemed Christian Church of God by the glory of God. And then God kept on, he kept on it. I mean, encouraging himself and the wife, uh, let's just wait, wait upon the Lord. The time will come one day. Then one day at the Holy Ghost service, the word of God came and said, for someone here today, your waiting days are over. He said, amen, where he was sitting, the wife said, amen, where she was sitting. After the service they met, they looked at each other and they said, all right, now, we know. Nine months later, the first baby came. People didn't believe it, so the second one, God made sure that the second one will come a bit premature so that people will see the wife in the hospital with the baby over there under care. Because at first they said, no, maybe she adopted. I decree today, in the name that's above every other name, your waiting days are over. 
in Exodus chapter 2, you can read from verse 23 to 25. Exodus 2 from verse 23 to 25. The children of Israel have been in Egypt for more than 400 years. The king that knew Joseph had died, a new king had come and turned every one of the children of Israel to slaves. And each year when they wanted to greet themselves, they would say, oh, next year, next year in Jerusalem, next year in the promised land. Next. 400 years passed. And the Almighty God heard their cry and remembered them. And it came to Moses in Exodus chapter 3. You can read it from verse 1 to 7. Exodus 3 from verse 7, 7 to where? From verse 1 to 8 will be all right. So you get the whole story. God said, I've remembered my people. And now, I have come to bring them deliverance. When God remembers you, all the forces that have been riding roughshod over you, they won't be able to hold you back. When God remembers you, your progress begins. Your joy begins. Your prosperity begins. That's why I'm decreeing in the name that's above every other name. God will remember someone today. God will remember someone today. And see, when God remembers you, the tide turns so rapidly that you yourself will find it difficult to believe. You think, am I dreaming? Am I dreaming? I don't know who God is talking to today, but you're about to have a new beginning. See, whenever God is talking like this, it is because he wants to do something new in the life of someone. And, and it will be something that he will do in such a manner that even you yourself, you will think you are dreaming. Of all the mighty miracles God had done in the redeemed Christian Church of God, there is one in particular that I can never forget. December 31, we were having what do they call a crossover service. And suddenly God spoke and said, There is someone in the crowd who is having difficulty paying his house rent. And he said, In the new year, he will become a landlord. <laughs> Only one fellow had enough faith to say, Amen. a messenger. I mean, you know when you are down, when you are down to zero, it is easy to believe. It's when you are comfortable that uh, people who have the ability to see doctors, uh, they, when God will heal you, say amen. The amen will mean well, if he does it, fine. If he doesn't, I have money in my pocket. I have plan B. When there is no plan B, and they say God will heal you, your amen will be loud. So the boy said amen. Some of you know the story. And then New Year came. He went to the office and 
went to greet the chairman of the company. And the chairman looked at him and said, Ah, messenger, sir. Ah, happy new year, sir. Yes, sir. Have I given you a Christmas present? The boy said, No, sir. What about New Year present? No, sir. And the chairman said, Lagos State was selling some houses. I bidded for one and I won. I don't need it. Come and take the key. Don't use your brain to try to understand God. Your brain is too small. I'm talking of the all-sufficient God, the Almighty, the one who has no beginning, who has no end, the one whose name is I am that I am, the one who can open and no man can shut, the one who will shut and no man can open, the one who will say, let there be light and there will be light. And so the boy took the key, went to the address, thought he was thinking it would be one bedroom flat or something somewhere. He got there, he saw a whole house. Can this be true? He put the key in, the door opened, he went upstairs. Wow. If this is a dream, God, don't let me wake up. The following day, he went to the chairman, rolled on the ground. And uh, the chairman said, oh, messenger, uh, is there any furniture in the house? No, sir. And the chairman said, I change my furniture every Christmas. The ones of last year, I don't know where to put it yet. So he called one of the drivers, go and load my furniture and take it to this boy's house. Sorry. Happened here in the I have good news for someone. God will remember you today. And then, let me take one example in the New Testament. And you will find that in Acts chapter 10. Read it from the beginning to the end, Acts chapter 10. From 1, verse 1 to the end. It talks about a man called Cornelius. The Bible said he was always giving. Giving, praying, doing the will of God. And then all of a sudden God said, All right, I remember that fellow. Always serving me, doing my will, giving them. Uh, let's do something special for him. By the end of the story, every member of his family had become saved. That's something money cannot buy. Household salvation. Because God remembered. Amen. Whether the devil likes it or not. Because God is going to remember you today. Nobody in your family will go to hell. But then, I'm running out of time. <laughs> Anytime I feel like preaching, the time runs out. If you read Psalm 20 that I read as the text, it tells you all that God will do for you when he remembers you. He said he will hear you in the time of trouble. And that's the time you want to be heard. When everything is going on well, uh, God can answer when he wants to. But when you are in a crisis, you want an answer and you want it now. Those of you who came to the Holy Ghost service, we had the testimony of a woman. The child died. 
They prayed all manners of prayers. The husband was already weeping. They were about to call for ambulance to come and take the child to the mortuary. And all of a sudden, God heard the woman. She remembered, it is written. So in the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffered violence. And the violence have taken it by force. And the warm, holy anger rose up in her. After the child had been dead for five hours, asked the medical doctors, if a child had been dead for 15 minutes, they say, don't waste your time. The brain is already gone. Five hours. She got up and said, in the mighty name of Jesus, baby, come back. God is going to answer the prayer of somebody today. Because when God remembers you, he answers you in the time of trouble. That's the first thing they said here. Yeah? And then he went on, he said, God will defend you. He said, he will send help to you. And you can read the rest. There are moments in life when you must have help and have it immediately. Immediate answer. Help must come. I printed my PhD thesis. I was to submit the following day. If I don't submit the following day, my graduation will be postponed for about a year. I have, they gave me a little scholarship to do the uh, PhD something at the University of Lagos. The money is in the department. I have collected everything I can collect except the money I needed for binding. I left that one in the department because I know I don't want to mess with that one. I've done the binding. I need to go and collect from the library. I must submit tomorrow. I went to my head of department. I need the, the rest of my scholarship. He said, I'm not giving you. Ah. Why? He said, that money is not for binding. It's for researching. Ah. The money is for the old. He said, get out of my office. Ah. Almighty God, what am I going to do? I sat down there in my living room. I was living in Suru later then. God help me. Almighty God help me. I don't want to lose a whole year. Help me. After 12 midnight, somebody came knocking. Who can be coming to my house at uh, after 12? And it was one friend I've not seen for a long time. He borrowed five pounds from me in those days. <laughs> it was big money. And because he didn't want to pay, that's why he disappeared. So I couldn't see him anymore. He came knocking at the door. Ah, what are you doing here? He said, I remember I owe you. I've come to pay. In the name that's above every other name, the one that will help you will not be able to sleep. Until they bring you that help, they won't be able to sleep. But let, let me conclude. Um, I don't, I'm sure the, the people won't mind my <laughs> taking extra few minutes. There is another type of remembrance. In Exodus 17, from verse 8 to 13, Exodus 17, from verse 8 to 13. The children of Israel were going to the promised land. They didn't know how to fight. They had been slaves for more than 400 years. And then 
is this group of people called the Amalekites. And they came and attacked them. Uh, Moses had to climb to the top of the hill, lifting up his hand, crying to God. God's so miraculous way, Israel won the battle. But God now said to Moses, write it down. That on your journey, this is what happened. Because one day will be one day. Years later, Israel now had a king. And in 1 Samuel chapter 15, you can read it from verse 1 to 3. 1 Samuel 15 from verse 1 to 3. God sent Samuel to King Saul. And said, go and tell him, I remember what the Amalekites did to my people. Go now, now that you have an army, wipe them out. Kill their boys, kill their girls, kill male, kill female, kill all the animals. You don't want the anger of God. When God is angry, uh, the Bible says God is a consuming fire. When he, when he burns, he burns so totally there won't be anything left. So when God remembers the evil you have done, if he should choose to remember the evils you have done, Lord have mercy. So when you are praying, God remember me, God remember me, you better add, God remember me for good. Because he could remember the other way. Why are we Christians so blessed? Those of us who are truly born again. It is because the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses from all sins. When you will give your life to Jesus Christ, you know what happens? Your file in heaven with all the evil you have done will be wiped clean. The blood of Jesus cleanses from all sins. So that when God is going to remember, the only thing that will be in your fire will be good things. That's why those of us who are children of God can say, remember me, O Lord, remember me for good. But you are living in sin. <laughs> and you say, God, remember me. You want, to, you want him to remember when you stole? You want him to remember when you cheated your husband or you cheated your wife? You, you want him to remember when you told lies? You want him to remember when you defrauded? You want him to remember when you are doing yahoo yahoo? If you should remember that, there will be nothing left of you. That's why this morning I am appealing to you because we will soon be praying, God, remember. Before he begins to remember, you better run to Jesus Christ and let his blood wash away your sins. So if you want to, you can come. If you don't want, it's up to you. I've, I've done my job. But if you are here or wherever you are listening to me all over the world, if you want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ, I'm going to count from one to five. So you rush to the front of the altar and come and give your life to him. I'm counting now. One. Two. The choice is yours. Because today is the day of remembrance. Three. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. If you are coming, hurry up. 
Jesus Christ. I said, please forgive me. Let your blood wash away my sins. Please, Lord, save my soul today, and I will serve you for the rest of my life. Cry to God yourself. And the rest of us, please, let's stretch our hands towards these people and intercede for them and pray that the one who saved our souls will save their own souls also. Pray for them, brethren. Intercede for two minutes. And if there's anyone who still wants to come, you better hurry up now. A day like this comes only once in a lifetime. It's a day of remembrance. You come to the Almighty God and ask Him to please forgive all your sins. Let the blood of Jesus Christ wash you clean. Thank you, my Father. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Savior, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for speaking to us again like this today. Please accept our thanks in Jesus' name. I'm committing this, your children, into your hands. They have come now to surrender to you. Please, Lord, receive them. Forgive them. Let your blood wipe away their sins. Please save their souls. Write their names in the book of life. And from today onward, when they cry to you too, please answer them by fire. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Uh, those of you in front, I want to hear you shout a really big hallelujah. I want to assure you that from now on, by God's grace, I'll be praying for you. So I'm going to need your names, your address, and your prayer requests. So the counselors will attend to you in a moment. They will collect this information from you. And I promise you I'll be praying. And I can guarantee you, by the grace of God, before this time next month, you will have your testimonies. But I want you to be where you are now because I want you to be part of the prayer we're about to pray. I want everyone now to stand on his or her feet and shout a really big hallelujah. Now, how you pray this prayer is up to you, if you like. Pray it gently. If you like, pray it like a lion or a lioness. You will lift your voice to the Almighty God. Loud and clear, and say, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus. We are many here. But please remember me. Go ahead, talk to the Almighty God. Remember me. Remember me, O oh Lord. Remember me, O oh Lord. Remember me, O oh Lord. We hope you were blessed by this podcast. You can send feedback and inquiries to Central Parish Radio at gmail.com. Do subscribe to receive notification of new episodes. Thank you.